Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Like, what are we talking about? Yes, I'm going to keep, I'm going to just call, I'm just going to talk. I don't even care about an intro. This is preposterous. This is a call to all the Laker haters. This is a call to all the LeBron haters. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of your nonsense, of your gibberish, of your, of your ridiculous, preposterous claims. This is ridiculous, people. I'm I'm done with I'm done with all of y'all. Oh. I legitimately, as you were, so SP3 behind the scenes for everybody. Uh, we were talking about the the dregs of Twitter, and SP3 is getting yelled at by LeBron stands. And like as he was talking, I'm trying to hit go live, but people who use Streamyard know like there's such a delay. When you hit go live so like in the middle of you talking i'm trying to like hit it like come on and then it unfortunately caught it at the very end but you did see that it went live and kept going which i appreciate hello it is fmc i'm jeremy that is sv3 we are here to talk about lebron james doing the tivo and breaking down like <laughs> Oh, this poor man. This, this poor man. I was with SP3. him. I was with LeBron. <laughs> I felt everything. I felt everything he did. That was one of the most egregious non-calls in NBA history. To give y'all some background, if you don't follow the NBA, if you just watch FMC for your NBA, you know, fix, I'm just going to let y'all know. The Lakers and the Celtics had one hell of a game. It was tied at 105 with four seconds to go. The ball is given to LeBron James. LeBron James, that every single hater from Skip Bayless down to your favorite Twitter account that hates on LeBron has told him, oh, why does LeBron shoot so many jump shots? Why does he shoot mid-range shots? Why does he shoot three-pointers? He should go to the rim. No one can stop him when to go to the rim. All they can do is foul him. He did that. He did that. He went to the rim. He gets a clean layup. And then one of the most egregious non-calls. Be- Why is egregious? Why is one of the most egregious? Because when you do the replay, the referee was right there. He saw it. He got two eyes. They they literally added a third referee. Why? Because they was like, oh, because a lot of the excuses for a lot of the non-calls back in the day were, oh, you know, we were out of position. We didn't see it. No, literally, the referee was right there and di- swallowed his damn whistle. No, he swallowed it so much, it went through his ass and then back into his freaking mouth. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Everyone seen it. Everyone seen it. The referee seen it. You seen it. Jeremy can, can do all this when I say it's the most egregious. No, but he knows it's a fact. He knows actual evidence because the NBA referees, that tweet that they put out after the game that they were wrong and they said, oh, Jason Tatum should have got for a, a shooting foul. It has over 17 million views. 
17 million views. This is one of the highest viewed tweets in NBA history, and it's from the NBA referee account. And then, and then to top all of it all, because everybody wants to say, oh, LeBron, he had a meltdown. Oh, I'm, I mean, you had Chandler Parsons say, oh, I could see my dog getting run over by a mailman, and I wouldn't react like that. You know why he react like that? It's because this man had a virtuoso. This man had one of his best games of the season on his way to breaking the scoring record, and they blew it. The referees blew it. And you know why? The referees blew it and you know why the referees omitted it on social media is because you guys want to talk about oh you know none of his teammates around him came and you know tapped him on the shoulder they're like it's all right you know who that person in the all black was that tapped him on the shoulder jeremy at the end of the game to be like you know what you're right to be up this upset you know who that was the grim reaper no that was the freaking referee that's the the overall general official that's the guy that's supposed to look after and make sure that all the referees are doing their job. He went to LeBron. It was like, you're actually right to react like this because they, they messed up. They messed up. And that's why the tweet went out immediately after the final buzzer of overtime. They were like, no, we got to admit that we, we fucked up. We fucked up. Let's uh, Twitter fingers. Oh, you know, you know, we could do replays on stupid Oh. Uh, Kevin Durant has his foot on the line. That's a that's a two pointer, not a three pointer. We can do ridiculous <laughs> BS replays like that, but we can't replay when someone hand is almost chopped off, chopped off like he's like he's a kid. Uh, you know, back in like the twenties, who used to steal and they used to chop off their hand. You, you that's what happened to LeBron James, would be one of the greatest players of all time. Jeremy says he's number two all time, and he. He can't get a call. Jay, Jay, uh, James Harden can shoot the, shoot 10 free throws a game. Joel Embiid shooting three-pointers when he's seven feet tall. He can get 20 free throws a game. LeBron James is the most disrespected superstar this season. Yes, I'm not saying all time because he's he, they've blown smoke up his booty hole plenty of times. I've been with you. I understand where a lot of these LeBron haters are from because I used to be one of y'all before he became into the purple and go and said, I'm sorry, SP3, for everything I've ever done to you. I'm going to come to the Lakers. I'm going to win y'all championship. It's going to be all good, but you got to be on my side when these LeBron haters is, is trying to re, it's trying to say preposterous stuff like, oh, my team had a plenty of missed calls. Oh, my team. LeBron overreacts. You guys are so jealous you guys are so green with envy because this man is changed has changed the league and now he can't even get a foul call <laughs> sp3 usually i take great joy in coming on this show and trolling you and you know, making making your Lakers life even more miserable than it typically is with their overall play. But to be honest, I can't really do that today. I, as much as I would like to, as much as I take pleasure in doing so, it was a foul. It should have been called a foul. They have been not refereed well in in closing moments <laughs> this uh, this season of the year 
That's the understatement of the year. Oh my goodness. They, uh, they've, they've not been refereed too well uh, in closing moments. Really, the, I mean, for, for a chunk of the season, but man, it's been uh, especially bad these past few weeks. And uh, you know, they, they ended up losing another game because of it. Um, you know, they went to overtime. They had a chance in overtime. Maybe Dennis Shooter. But but like literally, literally let me let me just talk about the person who I think messed up in these final moments because he was a star in the final seconds of regulation. But Patrick Beverly Patrick Beverly <laughs> going up to the referee, going up that to the referee go. with that the photographer's camera and being like, you see, foul. <laughs> That is King Petty. We 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 need to do we because we we enjoy pettiness. Me and Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy won't always admit it, but he loves him some pettiness. I fully admit it. Okay, okay. So we need to do a pettiness award for the NBA because Patrick Beverly would win it because that was I was in tears when I saw Patrick Beverly. When I'm like, when we start overtime, I'm like, why? No, yeah. no. Tell me they didn't. They didn't give LeBron a T. I was like, tell me they didn't give LeBron a T for that because literally, that's what that's I thought the, it was too. Yeah, I was like, that's the general referee who came over to him and was like, no, you were right. You're, 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 you're totally entitled to react this way. So for them to turn around and give him a T, I was like, oh no, I'm done. I was about to turn off the game, and then he showed the replay. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> you know, I love Magic Beverly because he had a hell of a final mi- uh, minute or so in that game. He hit the three-pointer, the putback that had LeBron like, oh, shoot. Nobody, Pat- believe that. Nobody knew Patrick Beverly could get up like that still. He couldn't get up like that in his prime, much less nowadays. Like, Patrick Beverly had a great final minute. As great as that bit was, him taking the camera and showing the ref, which is legitimately, it might be a, t- a top to tech of all time <laughs> also maybe not the time to do it to start exactly. overtime to give yourself a, a one point deficit to to immediately start overtime in a game that you need to win uh, i mean they need to win every game right yeah. now probably not the time to do it but look if you're gonna do it you may as well make it worth it and, and get some good material out of it instead of just your basic ass just complaining to the referee thing so i appreciate that he he went above and beyond. You got to a prop. Turn this into a you meme. got a prop. Yeah. It was great. That was great. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. But he did. I will. This is why I'm criticizing him because we had a chance where the referees were gonna, you know, be a little bit more generous with the yeah. foul calls in overtime because of how egregious that non-call was at the end of the game. And then him immediately tried to show up the referee with the freaking prop. I was like. Yeah, there's no way they're gonna they're gonna be generous. And then we get the bad foul call with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder has his hand. Yes, he had a hand on Tatum's hip, but he didn't shove him, and that's called the foul. You had the foul. You had, and the, it was the fact with the bad call. It was the fact that on the other end of the court, you had Patrick Beverly get called for the foul on um on Brown. It's like you you could blow your whistle there. But when it turns around to the other side and you have one of the greatest players of all time going to the rim, which everybody says, oh, he should always go to the rim. Why is he not going to the rim? Now you see why, because he can't even get a call. 
It should have been called. It was a bad call. Yeah, Beverly, his foul on Brown. It was probably a foul. It was a foul. Little little borderline given situation and everything. And then to not call that one on LeBron is uh, a little rough. Rough, rough game for the referees. SP3. They'll be better. They promise they'll be better. They look at the footage. They review the film just like teams do. And much like the Lakers have done all season, they will respond and they will come out stronger in the next game, learn from their mistakes. They'll play harder. They'll fix uh, what they need to fix. And then get screwed over by the refs again. This is what you said after the Philly game. After the Philly game. This is what you said to me after the Philly game. This is what you said to me after the Dallas game. Like, this is repeat. They are repeat. You know what they should do? You know what they should do, SP3, is not make these games close. How about you beat some of these teams without needing the final minute and relying on the referees to bail you out of these situations? How about that? I mean, I mean, you, how about you're probably your guards, right. You're how probably about your right. guards don't shoot eight of 35 like they did last night against oh, the well, Nets. Well, well let, let's just be honest. I think, I think, I think LeBron was exhausted from his meltdown at the end. Uh, they had to do travel from Los Angeles to uh, Brooklyn, which I think uh, I might possibly be doing that trip the opposite way. And that's a long trip. It's like seven, eight hours. So that's a lot to, to take in jet lag. LeBron didn't play Anthony Davis still getting back into the flow. He's going to get, he's going to be in the play. So. We, they had to rest for the Madison square garden game is basically yeah. what, what it comes down to. Leland makes a, a great point of can't have all-star guards like the thunder. That's right. You can't have Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis Alexander. The Lakers would be a lot better if they did, but they have Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, and Russell Westbrook shooting. I don't even know if it was eight for 35. I might've, I, it wasn't good. It was not good though. Whatever it was, it wasn't good. I got to look up what it is. Cause now I actually, I, I don't, I, we don't like misinformation here on FMC. If there's anything we like to have correct information, Phil is roasting you, which rules. Uh, they're in Boston. Yeah, Phil's a one of those call. LeBron haters. I called them out. <laughs> I called them out on Twitter. I love you, Phil. You feel you do great work writing, podcasting. You got you're you're amazing, but you are one of the most egregious LeBron haters ever <laughs> in the Twitter history. In the Twitterverse, trying to say the Bulls got as many missed calls that they lose. No, get the, get the hell out of here. Y'all in a playing position. Y'all good. Y'all good. Y'all 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 have survived all your injuries and stuff. But don't start with the nonsense. You're right that they were in Boston. So my mistake, they didn't do have to do the travel. But LeBron's 38 years old, so he ain't going to do a back-to-back. And Anthony Davis is just getting back into play. So I understand them not doing it. And it's no reason. It's no reason that it happens all the time in the garden. What is that an excuse for? And LeBron should have composed him. No! LeBron had a virtuoso and got robbed. Got robbed by the people that are supposed to be making sure the game is fair. And now we have three to four examples of them screwing us over. We get we getting screwed more than Gianna Michaels on a bang bus. We getting screwed more than watching the Survivor Series 1997 on rewind, on replay. Like we getting screwed like no other. We getting screwed like Tim Allen on home improvement. And he can't get the screws in the freaking wall. We getting screwed. Oh my good. I'm I'm sick of y'all. 
I'm sick of all of y'all. I'm sick of the LeBron haters. I'm sick of the, the, the Laker haters. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand the pain that I'm going through, that I've been through the last two seasons. Y'all don't understand. Whose fault? Whose fault is this? These last two seasons, Phil, or SP3? Le- LeBron, LeBron is last season. I definitely give it to LeBron. But LeBron's doing everything in his powers in year 20. Isn't it still kind of his fault? Isn't it still kind of his fault that, like, no, no. he brought these people here? No. He said, you know what this team needs? Patrick Beverly. That's what this team needs this season. Hey, Patrick Beverly, man, he almost won us that game. That's all I, so we can, we can, we can, we can talk smoke about Patrick Beverly any other week except for this week because not only did he almost we can we can talk us, bad about him this week. Don't not only did he help us almost win that game, almost win. Good job. Almost, almost. He had he had almost. great plays. He had great plays that they still lost on. You know how many almost. times I've seen this with Russell Westbrook in his prime, and he was actually good. And he almost won us games, but then made some boneheaded play at the end that lost us the game. Look at NBA. This is the face of the future Laker fans that you are upsetting. You are upsetting her. She's waving hi to you, but she's really waving hi to Jeremy because Jeremy's not being mean to me today. But all you LeBron haters, this is the face you're hating on. This is not my, it's not my face you're hating on. It's this face. Look at this beautiful face that you're upsetting. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Let me correct myself. I said the Lakers guards shot eight for 35 against the Nets last night. The guards being Beverly Westbrook and Schroeder. I apologize. I apologize, Lakers Nation. They were actually eight for 38. You know, we don't want to discredit the extra three misses that they had in that game. So, sorry. Uh, Great game. Great game by them. Great game. No, no, it was an awful game. Um, I I got it locally. Well, I'm going to get all the Laker games. We we established that last week. I'm going to see. They're they're on TNT every single friggin' week out here. They still get nationally televised games, even though they can't win at all. They can't even, even win though, the games that are not nationally televised. LeBron's going to be on TV every week as he chases the, the scoring record. So you know all the games for the next like month are going to be on TV because they want that game uh, where he breaks the scoring record on TV, which is understandable, but he's going to be on TV every single week. Yes, I agree with Will. You're you're out here just using your child to, hey, to I'm try not using to gain anyone. favor. He's a Laker fan too. You are upsetting the future Laker fans. You're you're upsetting her. You are upsetting her by making her a Lakers fan. Let her make no, her own choices. No, she 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 left out the room and she came back because she's trying to support her father. She's trying to support her father, support her team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Why would you put that on her? Why would you make her a Lakers fan? Hey, I, it's 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 hereditary. Um, it's, it's genetics. It's like genetically passed on from, from that's, generation that's to generation, Laker fans. Oh my God. 
That's are we done talking about this now? Can we talk about the rest? No. Of, can we can we talk about can we talk about my boy Joel Embiid putting on that work on your boy Nikola Jokic? Can we talk about and that? Then they lost to the Magic. I know, I know. I was like, I was like, I'm I'm gonna be able to come it's, up in here and say they yeah. on an eight game winning streak, and they and, and Joel Embiid should be the MVP favorite, not not Nikola Jokic, and here we are. Here we are. We lost. They it, lost to the Magic. Can't even. Can't it would have been satisfied. a much. Yeah, it would have been a much stronger argument if they didn't blow the lead against the Magic <laughs> last night. I will say though, I watched the the Sixers Nuggets game. Look, man, when Embiid, especially when he's hitting that three, like that dude's unstoppable offensively because he's got moves in the post. He's got the little mid range down. He's got a good handle, especially for a big. And like, if he's gonna hit threes like he was, some of those were they the best shots in the world? No, but they went in, so they look like good shots. Um. Like when he's hitting those threes, ain't much you're doing about that guy at that point. And Jokic, as much as I love him defensively, ain't great. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter of like, look, Jokic can cannot be great defensively. You can have a really good defender on Joel Embiid. That guy offensively, he's got every trick in the book. So it doesn't matter if you do have a very good defensive center on him. Jokic still or uh, Embiid's still going to give most everybody in the league like absolute work from all over the court. Yeah. When he's hitting that three, ain't much you're doing about that. That was an impressive win by the Sixers. And I was like, Oh shit. But then they follow it up with that stinker against the magic. And it's like, Oh, well shit. There you go. The Sixers. The Sixers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've said it. I don't, I, I'm sure I've said it on this show. I know I've said it to my buddy, Samer uh, plenty of times. Like the Sixers are a team where like the regular season just doesn't feel like it matters for them. Like they're going to have yeah. some highs. They're going to have some lows, but everybody's judging this team on whatever they do, um, on whatever they do in in the playoffs, and that's when it's going to to matter. And we'll see uh, what happens, you know, come, come playoff time. I feel like there's five strong teams in the East, and you want to avoid being that four or five seed because that's going to be the, the toughest road. But when you look at Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and who's the, who's the team that I'm forgetting out of this? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yes, Brooklyn and healthy. Um, like those are five strong teams right there. And yeah, if you're the four or five seeds, you're gonna have to play each other. If you're obviously one through three, you can avoid until uh the, the second round. Oh, you gotta you gotta you gotta get out of that four or five spot. And I'm looking forward to to how that shakes out. But yeah, the Sixers, uh yeah, Phil says I never believe in the Sixers as long as hard in there. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't blame you. That's what that's what Jeremy's saying that it only matters what they do in the playoffs and a lot of that is down to Harden and the fact that Joel Embiid Joel Embiid I think has played well in the playoffs especially uh, last last playoffs as well but it's it's really down to if he has his number two because they look good in the regular season when both guys are playing at all their powers but historically. <laughs> James Harden has not played at all his powers when it comes to April, May, and June. And he's never um, even played in June, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Leland, Leland says, hey, they made it to game seven in the conference finals before. Yeah. He was. A, he went to the, the finals with OKC, uh, his final That's year true. there. So That's he's, true. he's never started in June. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leland says, perfect player when it's three going in. I assume that I'm pretty sure it's about a beat. Like, it's true. I, like, if that three ball's falling, there ain't stopping that guy. You can't. I I love that comment by Mike. 
Mike with the with the best comments that I see. I, we keep getting comments like that on on our videos too. I go back and, and like share the video, and I see people being like, "Y'all are better than Skip and Shannon." <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Phil, don't remind me that he vanished in those finals, man. He did too. He definitely did. I remember. Too. I remember after they won the first game, and like Harden didn't play well in the first game, but they won, and I was I was talking like. That Harden didn't even play well, and we ended up winning this game. This just feels like all he's got to do is get it together and think they can win this series. I think they can win the title. And then Harden never got it together, and Scott Brooks was adamant on starting Kendrick Perkins against Miami's small ball lineup, and it all went to shit <laughs> in the next four games. So good job on that. Um, I was really uh, rooting for y'all, too, because I did not like those. I hated the Heatles. I probably, well, probably more than any other team in NBA history – Nah, let me sec. They're in the top three because I hated Sacramento. What we, what I, <laughs> I hated Sacramento when the Lakers were feuding with them, and yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, it's probably Sacramento Kings of like two thousand one, two thousand two, and the Heatles of two thousand ten through two thousand fourteen is my two most hated team, and the Spurs, those non dynasty can't win back to back Spurs. I then said Wolves Kings was fun last night. Darren Fox is really fun to watch. I mean. Sacramento as a whole, like their offense defensively, they get, they they give up a bunch of points, which is fine because it makes for fun basketball. But their offense is really fun. Fox is playing well. Anthony Edwards continues to just rise, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what Minnesota looks like once they're they're healthy again with Towns back. So we'll see about that. Uh, killing my fantasy were- team. Thanks, Carl Anthony Towns, my my first overall pick, who's been out for most of the season. Cool. Great. Should have taken should have taken Anthony Davis. Should have taken Anthony Davis. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you know, he's been playing. Um, but yeah, no, nah, Sacramento in the top three in the in the West. I don't think anyone predicted that, especially now. We didn't no. predict that at the beginning. Definitely of the not. They didn't start start off well either, but they've really turned around. So hey, good on them. I'm interested to see what Sacramento does at the trade deadline because I feel like they they might like go a little bit splashy. Like I understand, like, hey, let's go with this this young team. Let's see how far they can go. But I think I think they kind of add like a veteran somewhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just try to go. I don't know which like names are fully out there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go a little bit splashy. Yeah, like the beam says Phil. Uh Leland, yeah, you have to give Perk the first touch in the post because we reasons reason i do agree with uh Phil though. I know he's probably referring to the bad boy pistons, but the 04 Oh, four Pistons is what is one of my most hated teams as well because robbed Kobe of a championship, robbed him. He was the only one playing out there during that series, but um, he robbed him of a championship. Yeah, but it kept Carl Malone from winning a championship. That so is like, true. Gotta, that is true. Soul for soul. That is true. That yeah. Is true. Soul for yeah. soul. Yeah, Leland says Barnes is the easiest spot to upgrade, but he's a good lot. See, Barnes is like that veteran guy that you – Probably want to keep around, but his salary makes him like a good trade piece. Um, that's why, like, I'm not sure if they're gonna go splashy. They might just get kind of like a low end veteran type of guy. But if they do want to go splashy, like they've got some pieces to move to where they can really upgrade uh, the team. But they might just be like, hey, you know what? We've been rolling with this team. The West is still kind of wide open. Uh, yeah. To me, I, st- I still the, favor the Nuggets. They're the three seed this week. They'll probably be the six seed next week. <laughs> like no, that's how I, that's I how the West be... the West works, though. See, I think they're 
they're locked into and i'm gonna look very stupid here in like two weeks i feel like they're they're locked into like a top four seed right now they're a team i actually believe in i believe in them memphis and denver but like okay these teams are good i trust them. these other teams they're resting guys they got injuries they don't play all right so here's here's it's in the headline and i want to get to this winning basketball right sp3 did you see uh this tweet by kyle kuzma and which was a great tweet by the way uh so it was after the the wizards great and <laughs> it was after the wizards and the mavericks and the the wizards won this game it came down to the last possession and the mavericks had the ball and they run their out of timeout play and luca's trying to get the ball uh he gets doubled and he's trying to make a, a bounce pass to uh the man at the top of the key and it gets cut off the first time by the wizards player the ball goes out of bounds so the mavericks get another shot at it and the Mavericks get another shot. They run the exact same play, the exact same play. And the Wizards cut it off again. It's like, you just, you had two shots at this and you ran the exact same play. Everybody knew it was coming. Clearly the Wizards knew it was coming. And then after the game, uh, Dinwiddie made comments of like, oh yeah, they were happy like that they're, that they just won this game. Like to them, this was their championship. We were a conference finalist last year. We expect more out of ourselves. Like they don't play winning basketball over there and then kyle kuzma on twitter responds and it's like y'all don't play winning basketball but i wanted to get into this discussion of what is winning basketball and i understand it's it's a very broad statement of like well if you win you're probably playing winning basketball i do think there there's more nuance to it in that i don't think the mavericks play quote-unquote winning basketball because they are so reliant on luca and if they don't, like, if he doesn't have a great game or if, like, they're obviously not hitting a lot of threes, like, they're not. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Going to win a lot of games. Like, Dallas is not a team I trust when it comes to the playoffs. Like, look, if Luka can carry him, great. But I don't feel like they have a system that is designed for winning basketball, much like the Rockets and the way they played wasn't designed. Like they, they, until they got Chris Paul, there was a reason why they went as far as they did in the playoffs. Then they got Chris Paul and it became a little bit better because Chris Paul was a difference maker and a change of pace from James Harden. the, The Mavericks don't have that guy, especially after Brunson left. Like I look at a team like the Thunder and are they winning games? No, like they're down they're like the 11th 12th seed right now i don't think they're they're a play-in team ask me again next week i'll probably change my mind but right now they're not a play-in team but like the way they play i do think is actually winning basketball they're just a young team they're the youngest team in the league they they don't have all the pieces there yet they don't have any front court players but the way they play is actually conducive to winning but they're not winning games so i can see if teams are like oh well they don't play winning basketball do the sixers play winning basketball the team you know people don't believe in the sixers even though they win a lot of games like can you win with the way the Sixers are playing so this is my question to all this to you sp3 is in your mind in your definition what is winning basketball winning basketball is controlling the things you can control that's the simplest way that I was taught when I was playing basketball in like AAU in my, when I started off young is it, 
you can play defense, if you can knock down open shots, if you can make free throws, you're you're playing winning basketball. You should you should be able to be in a lot of the games and it should not matter if, you know, you have your best player or one of the best players in the world on your team or if you if you're not, if you do if you can control the things you can control on the basketball court, in my opinion, that's playing winning basketball. If you could if you could stop the person, you know, you don't you, you you can stop the person in front of you, you play that good defense, you're always hustling, going after the loose ball those are the things you can control out there stuff like jason tatum hacking off the hand of one of the greatest players of all time that is the stuff you can control but you can play winning basketball i'm not going to try to stand up here in front like the lakers the lakers uh you know are playing winning basketball because they're not because they're very reliant on lebron james right now so that's not playing winning basketball but some games they are playing winning basketball because they're controlling the things they can control. Right now, the Nuggets are playing winning basketball. The Celtics are way, are playing winning basketball. The Kings are playing winning basketball because they are controlling a lot of the things they can control. Um, you said you believe you only believe in that top three in the West. I I agree with some of the people in the chat. I don't believe in them in um, Memphis because. Yeah, it's 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 it, you can only talk so much crap I, okay. <laughs> and and not People... beat anyone for so long before I'm like, no, I don't really believe in you that much. I believe in a team like the Golden State Warriors, who the real reason why they're in the position they're in is because of injuries. But a lot of the times they're playing winning basketball. They're controlling the things they can control. They're making open shots. They're making their free throws most of the time. They're playing winning basketball. I believe in the Warriors. I believe in the Nuggets in the West. Everyone else is up to interpretation in the West. The West is very chippy choppy. I do agree with you, though, in the East, those top five teams in the East right now, for the most part, even this, in the, even the Philadelphia 76ers, they're playing winning basketball. I think Memphis plays winning basketball. Like, I, I, I understand people aren't going to believe in them because they're young and everything, and they do talk a lot of shit. Like, fine but like when they have injuries it doesn't matter who is in or out of the lineup for them they they still they still find ways to win like when they lost jaw for large stretches last season they were still winning because their defense is so good like they they play they definitely play winning basketball on defense i know jaron jackson uh gets credited for blocks that maybe you shouldn't get credited for that's a big controversy but look that man whether he actually blocks a shot or not he still makes possessions very difficult on teams. He still, if you drive to the paint against him, he's going to challenge the shot and make it more difficult on you. I think especially, especially defensively, Memphis plays winning basketball. Offensively, Dylan Brooks is still going to jack up some bad shots. They're still reliant on like Morant and everything. But, you know, that, that's what happens when you have superstar players and stuff like that. Um this, this is true. This is true with Phil. They're, the Warriors are not playing winning basketball on the road. That is true. That is true. It's I mean, like, it's not good. It's like, and, like, you can't you can't blame injuries on that because they yeah. had Steph for an early stretch of the season and they were still losing all of those road games. So yeah. it's not fully injuries. Yeah, their road record is not good for a variety of reasons. I think Clay got off to a bad side. They've been better lately. They beat OKC at home 
uh, on they won three. The Warriors they won three the straight. We'll see. We'll see how they how they continue to play. I think I think they're they're gonna get into their rhythm. They got a couple of key games uh, coming up with. Uh, they got Timberwolves on uh, Wednesday. They got uh, the Nuggets. They play back to back Timberwolves and Nuggets. So we'll see how they come out of those those two games, and then they finish off the week against the Mavericks. If they win two out of those three games, and especially the the Mavericks, the Mavericks game on the road that's going to be a key game for them the Warriors I think do overall play winning basketball they do have a lot of turnovers uh that that is like an issue with them they do play a little loose with the basketball um but like when you have just two of the greatest shooters of all time on your team you can make up those possessions by hitting outrageous threes that other teams just have no answers for but overall like offensively uh, they they're credited with you know reinventing the entire league with the way they play offensively. So it's tough for me to be like, oh yeah, they don't. This is the wrong way to play to play this loose with the basketball. Take these shots. You know, when you've got these type of players, then you can get away with that kind of stuff. And that's why I think winning basketball largely. And, and people, Louis said it like, uh, limit turnovers, get good shots on offense, get back on D, make correct rotations. I think a lot of it comes down more to your system overall offensively and how you're using your players. And can you get the most out of how like your, your roster and then defensively is certainly just like, yeah, are you making good reads? Are you making good rotations? Are you giving your effort? You you mentioned like diving for loose balls and things like that. I think defensively is where it kind of comes down to more on like the winning basketball side of things because yeah. offensively it's a lot of it's going to depend on just the, the type of players you have. And then if you can put them in the best position, this, this whole thing again, to me came back to Kyle Kuzma's comments about Dallas and did they play winning basketball? And like, even though they were a conference finalists last year, Dallas ain't a team to me that just plays winning basketball. No, I agree. I agree. They, they're very much, they, they just stole the formula of the, of the, the Houston Rockets with James Harden. It's, it's a, it's a one on five. It's, it's five, it's four out and one guy dribbling the ball and trying to get guys open, you know, on the perimeter, basically a lot of times when I watch Dallas, that's what it comes down to. And I don't think that's winning basketball. And sometimes they don't make the, the right rotations on defense. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't say the Dallas Mavericks are a, a team that plays winning basketball. Uh, DK is in the, in the Twitch. Uh, yes, yes, DK. Of course I remember you, my guy, you're, you're the only one in Twitch, but everyone is on YouTube. So if you go to the YouTube chat, there are plenty, plenty of comments. Um, all right. Mike says, can Toronto find a way to trade, spend their way back to relevance? I'm going to suffer through a rebuild. OG and Anobi is a guy that if I'm another team, um, I'm trying very hard to get. Because he is a guy who plays winning basketball. Um, that's a guy I'm who gonna be the new the new cast. Oh yeah, elite, elite big and winning basketball. So we need FMC t-shirts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we have some good ones, you know, elite big, a winning basketball. Just uh, put any any random SP3 uh, rant as as a t-shirt. Rui Hashimura. The new Beetlejuice. Um, I was so disappointed this man couldn't score the basketball last night. I don't, I don't know if he plays winning basketball. SP three. I don't, I don't know if he does. He don't play anything on defense. His shot selection ain't too great. Last night was his chance. 
He's facing an undermanned next Nets team. You know, the the guards, guards probably should have taken less shots, but you know, what are you gonna do? Schroeder should have deferred a little bit more. Yeah. But Hachimura should have like had some buckets last night and he he did nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I think I went a little too too hard. You proposed to this man. You changed your Twitter handle to his last name. Yeah, I'm gonna have to change that back after that performance last night. Um Rui, Rui, I, I, I renege on my marriage proposal. I renege on the a week later. Papers. You're already. Yeah, yeah. I had signed. You're trying the to get an annulment. I, I had signed the adoption papers, so you can adopt me, and I could take your last name. But I don't think I'm gonna send those off. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna shred. I'm gonna use the Mrs. Shredder, and I'm gonna shred those adoption papers. Damn, it was, it was a nice run. It was a nice run. We we went longer than most Kim Kardashian uh, marriages. So did you did you consummate the marriage? Nah, we didn't even do that. We didn't even you didn't do even that. fuck. I'm fucking Josh Giddy on the reg, okay? Like you didn't even, you married this man and you didn't fuck. You fucking Josh Giddy on the reg. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it a threesome with the misses or just you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's another one, another t-shirt. Fucking Josh Giddy on the reg. <laughs> on the reg. Uh, <laughs> uh Toronto, I think I think they will explore their options when it comes to a trade. They have an asking price for that's probably very high for a lot of these players. And for good reasons. Siakam, all-star. Van Vliet, really good. Uh, and Ananobi, a guy who plays winning basketball. These guys are really good. For some reason, they just they ain't winning together right now. And I can understand the position of wanting to just try something different and go through a rebuild. But I can also understand like, Hey, let's maybe in the off season retool a little bit because we do have good pieces in place. And usually off season is where bigger trades happen than in the middle of the regular season. Unless guys are like trying to force their way out, like forcing their way out is when you will see these trades happen more often uh, in the middle of, of the season. But if it's, if it's not a situation where it's being a forced trade, I feel like off season is where it's more likely to to get done. And I don't feel like anybody's trying to force their way out of Toronto right now. I think the the vibe I get, and I could be wrong, but the vibe I get is that guys are just disappointed that they're not playing better, that they're not higher in the standings and things like that. But I don't see like Siakam and Van Van Vliet going like, get me out of here. This is a dead situation. I need to be moved elsewhere. But if yeah, I were an acquiring team, I, I would definitely, you know, look at these guys and be like, what could, if I'm from the Thunder, I don't think they're, they're going to give up any of these assets or anything. But I'd probably trade them for a Nobi. I, Siakam, you, you put Siakam on that team with next season, looking with Chet and everything. Like, yeah, I'd probably do that as well. I mean, uh, I made the I argument last week that those those West, those middle portion of the West, they they should be the teams that are calling up the uh the Raptors and basically telling them like, "Hey guys, uh <laughs> we 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 want one of these players, OGN and OB, uh Siakam because that will be the thing that gets them into that top half of the West because like I said, outside of the Nuggets in the top half of the West, I don't believe in many of these teams. I do agree with you. Memphis plays winning basketball on the defensive end end of the court, and that is sometimes the most important, you know, side of the court. But 
Like I said, they haven't beat anybody yet. I feel like I feel like oh, they're right not now, beating anybody yet. They've beaten I feel in like front of them. I feel like the Memphis Grizzlies are the Sixers are of the West. Of the Sixers of How, the West. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. How are they the How are they the Sixers of the West? They they were one of the top seeds last season. They were what a two seed last season. I believe the Sixers, they got a history of players of failing. Memphis last season was their first time really in this high position. Otherwise, they were in the play-in game where they beat the Warriors in the play-in game a couple years ago, and they lost in the first round. And then they lost to the Warriors last season. The Warriors, they won the, the friggin' title. So what are you going to do there? And Morant got hurt. I don't, I don't think they were going to win that series regardless. But Morant got hurt anyway. This is they're still, they're still a no. young team. I think they're growing. They're growing into you know a team that I will have faith in in the future. But they're still young. I think they're still young. yeah. So how are they? They're the Sixers. The Sixers are primed to try to win right now. Yeah, I said. I said. I think they're becoming, becoming no the Sixers of the West. No, absolutely not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They got to deliver in the playoffs. We'll see. I mean, they do. They 100% have to deliver in the playoffs. Yeah. But they, they're not. They delivered the against the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, they did. They're, they did great. The they Sixers. did great against that. They played. They played the Warriors tough. But they I want to see them. I want to see the. I want to see them this playoffs. We'll see. I, that's fair. It, it it should be you want to see them in the playoffs to see how they do. Hey, I, I believe in the Nuggets, but I still think they're they're just this year's Phoenix Suns. And who do you have coming out of the West right now? The Warriors again? Yeah, I, until further notice, I'm sorry. It don't matter how bad they play in the regular season. I have seen way too many of these dynasty teams turn it on in the playoffs. I think I think right now I would take the Nuggets to beat the Warriors in a seven game series, but this is we're in we're still in February. I mean, we're going into February tomorrow. We're going to February. We're just hitting all-star break and the trade deadline. There's a lot of the season left to play. There is. And we'll see how the trade deadline shakes out. I, I imagine some of these teams are going to, to make moves. Um, Come on, Warriors. Trade those young players. Get Siakam over oh, I, I've been dude. I've been calling for that. for. Did I call that in like last season's yeah. preview? I said Siakam to the Warriors. Come on. give me Give me what I want. Did I don't know if they're gonna go after uh Siakam, but I would not mind if they decided, hey, let's trade these young players and you know see what we can get out of this. Um, I don't think they're gonna do it, I really don't, but I, I'd be all for it. I think it'd be hilarious if the Warriors just made a huge move and uh, if they made a huge move and just pissed off the rest of the league again. Then because my team ain't in, ain't in a position to challenge them like they were years ago. So be hilarious to me. It definitely would. Um, I like I said, I, I I have faith in the Warriors despite their horrible road record. I got I like what the what the Nuggets have been doing. The Nuggets look like the top two, top three teams in the entire league. I feel still I would still put the if I'm doing like a power ranking, I would still put the Celtics at number one, even though you know they shouldn't have won against my Los Angeles Lakers. I'll stand by that. Um they should have one extra loss on their record. I'll put the Celtics number one, Nuggets number two, Bucks number three. 
then Sixers, and then the Grizzlies. Bucks, by the way. Giannis is, uh, I mean, a 50-point game in 30 minutes on, like, 75% shooting. That's outrageous. It's my fantasy team, y'all. My fantasy team's on the up. We we coming back, y'all. We 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 had a setback, but we we in the FMC league. But my team is on the up since Giannis is back. He had a couple of games. He was out. I was really struggling that week. Took took a couple of L's. I took a couple of L's, but now I bounce back because Giannis is back. Fifty points in thirty minutes, man. Those are that's Kobe numbers right there. He he's outrageous, and people I think are sleeping on the Bucks because there are a lot of injuries. Middleton hasn't been healthy pretty much the entire season. Joe Ingles is working himself into the lineup. Giannis has even been in and out a little bit, but that's a team that come playoff time, I'd be very worried about. If they had Jay Crowder, oh, it's a scary I, team. You froze for a second there for me. Oh, I was saying people should be worried about the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think I think they're another team. They're kind of like like the Warriors. Like I said, like I, I feel I feel confident in those two teams that they will go. They're at a certain level right now in the regular season because it's kind of kind of for a lot of these teams. It's like regular season. We've been there. We've done that. You know, we we're not gonna go put our our stuff up to 10 right now because we know we are going to be around in april and may and then we could flip the switch and turn it on to another level and we've seen it from the bucks and the warriors before and that's why they're my pick for the finals i'm going to stand by my pick for the finals until they completely let me down and they have send this link anything else from uh the world of the nba the trade deadline is a week from Thursday, so next week will be pretty much our sort of trade deadline preview show, and then we will we have the trade deadline a week from Thursday. Yes, I'm ready for Lakers are gonna make some big moves. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. I, th- I thought you, I thought you weren't gonna gonna throw, oh, you know, a cold bucket of water on my Laker, my Laker enthusiasm. I'm trying to come back up after you know, expressing my outrage to start this show. I'm trying to come. I'm just trying to come back up. I'm just trying to be optimistic. Do um, you actually think, like? Do you think they're gonna actually trade these picks? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to be optimistic on on I, on what we can do here. We are still we, ladies and gentlemen. We are still three and a half games out of fifth place in the West. Yeah, the West is packed, which I mean is is good and bad. But they're not trading. They're they're not trading this pick. They're not. They're not going to make this big move. I think they think Hachimura was their big move, and yes, that's it. Do. I don't think. I don't think anybody's trading for for Russell Westbrook. Um, I don't think anybody is trading for, for no, Westbrook no or anything. But because this would this it would not be wise for the Lakers. We established this. What was it last week or the week before? It would be not wise for the Lakers because they're going to have so much uh, cap flexibility at the end in the offseason if they hold on to Westbrook because forty seven million comes off the books. We have a bunch of one year contract, a bunch of team options that come off the books. Literally, I think it's just LeBron, Anthony Davis and maybe Austin Reeves that are still on the books come this offseason. So they can reshape the team in a more 
conducive way to win ba- winning basketball by holding on to Russell Westbrook and just letting his contract fade off into the ether come the offseason. Yeah, having Russell Westbrook on your team in the playoffs is going to go really well for the Lakers, assuming they, they – yeah, yeah, assuming we make the playoffs or a play-in. It ain't looking good right now with how the NBA refs want to want to discriminate against us and all you laker lebron haters y'all know who y'all are sick of y'all i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of all of y'all your negativity phil Lindsay's, Luis, Luis. i'm not gonna even try to say your last name all of y'all all your negativity Oh, oh, oh. It's like running these comments back to back. Oh, just Cooked. stop. Oh, Cooked, SV3. All your negativity. All your negativity. Cooked. No, it's not blaming the referees. Facts. It's being honest. It's being Facts. honest with what no. we see. No. It's what we see. Don't get it to that point. You, you, when, you, when, you, when you admit that it was a bad call, it was a bad call. There is no but afterwards. It's just a bad call, and we have repeatedly been screwed over. If we have those three wins, just the three wins that I just talked about during this show, Dallas, Sixers, Celtics, we would be, what, a game away from the AFC? A game off? Come on. Don't get it to that point. Why don't you win? Oh, oh Luis, then? Luis, l- let me, I, I said that wrong. I don't care to say your last name. So I don't need you to pronounce wow. it. <laughs> yeah. No, his That's negativity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I, 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 I am, I've always been taught. I've always been taught. Whatever you get, you give back. So your negativity, I'm just giving it back. I don't care to say your last name, Luis. Thank you for watching. Um, <laughs> I've sent this link. No, so no, no. Just, just Phil, just leave it at, I've always admitted it was a bad call. No but. No but afterwards. We don't need any butts here. I see enough butts. I got two I got two two-year-olds running around here trying to take off their diapers. I've seen enough butts today. Hi, Cher. Hi, Cher. Hi. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Do you want to talk about butts? Um, no. Okay, fair enough. How was your Royal Rumble? We're not talking about wrestling, but how any, any fun stories to share outside of the actual Royal Rumble? Um, I got to see Kyler. I saw some pictures. I saw the heart and soul of Fightful, Kyler. Great mm-hmm. man. Very happy that he, he looked very happy in there. Sean keeps yelling at me that I need to go see Kyler. I'm like, I can't just up and leave and go visit, but I would like to go see Kyler and visit him. Another sad Lakers fan. And I would just go there and I'd probably be very mean to him over his terrible Los Angeles Lakers. Kyler, this hug is for you. We, we, we Lakers fans need hugs. See, I, I'm all about spreading positivity, Cher. Look at, if you, if you look at the comment section, there's a bunch of negativity, but you are a ray of positivity. I'm glad you're here. So you can bring me back into a positive mind state. Jeremy was okay today in not spreading the negativity on screen, but he, 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 he just, he just tries to feed into the negativity in the comment section. You're a ray of sunshine and positivity always, even when you read dating profiles. So I um, thank you for being here and bringing me back onto the positive end. 
That's not true, but okay. <laughs> so even <laughs> she admits it. <laughs> I'm quiet right now because my office is in between the bedrooms and we have a snow day today, so both my kids are still asleep. Oh. You look like you're in the 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 thing above you looks like it's a uh airport airport. Uh a, a plane thing. Now when when you move You always say that. What? <laughs> You've literally said that before too. Have I? <laughs> yes, like the eye of the plane with the bat. Yeah. It does. Have it does. I really? Yes, you have. <laughs> oh. And awesome for the kids. They have a snow day. That's one of my favorite movies. It's all right. That's okay. I never blamed you anyway. Uh, I, I remember that theme song. Didn't they didn't they remake that? Isn't there like a new version on like Paramount? Did they? Yeah. The problem I don't is know aren't snow days anymore it's a remote learning day that's dumb so my oldest has like an eight page packet to do and my youngest has four tasks on a task card that we have to get done wait eight pages that's when absurd. is he going back to school tomorrow in a year <laughs> yeah and so their remote learning isn't even e-learning because their teacher doesn't even teach them i get to teach them While I'm working 11 hours today. That sounds awful. Absolutely awful. I'll be sending my invoice to their school on Friday. As you should. Yeah. Just go in go in there and just cause a ruckus. Share Delaware. Just be so, like, just be like, teacher, what do you make? What do you make in a day? Okay. So I know what to invoice the school. I don't want to ask <laughs> that because they're no. kind of a second year teacher so she probably makes like twenty two thousand dollars a year so yeah, i was about to say it's probably not great so they yeah. make less than i do i'm sure yeah you'll be paying them by by the end of the show yeah oh i don't know that i have any um story like i literally only left my room twice the whole time i was there Oh, I can tell you about the, okay, do you guys know what ghost kitchens are on, um, like, Uber Eats and stuff? No. Ghost okay. kitchens? So you can order food, and you think that it's coming from, like, a restaurant, but then it's, like, a fucking Texas roadhouse or something. So there was this restaurant, and it was supposed to be, like, a specialty grilled cheese restaurant. Well, I hadn't eaten all day on Friday, and I was like don't want to get anything that's like a lot of food because I know I won't eat it since I haven't eaten all day so I'll just get this grilled cheese it was supposed to be like four cheese grilled cheese whatever I paid a lot for this fucking grilled cheese I get it it was, it was Panera wasn't it Denny's oh boy Denny's oh so Panera no. has a good grilled cheese I don't know about Denny's that. The cheese was not melted. They gave you that that fire festival grilled cheese. Is that what they gave you? Yeah, I was not. Y'all know what I'm talking about the the fire fest sandwiches, just sliced cheese, piece of lettuce on some bread. That's, that's, that's what they much, gave them at the fire fest. Pretty much what it was. Yeah. So okay, so how how does that work? I thought with. Uber Eats, like you're ordering from a certain restaurant. This ghost kitchen thing, this feels like it's like false, falsifying that, I, information. 
So it was Grubhub that I ordered it through because I have um, Lyft Pink. So you get like free delivery with Grubhub because uh, Lyft Pink gives you like priority when you book a car or whatever. So I um, ordered Grubhub and then that and the guy was like, we can give you a $5 coupon for your inconvenience over my cold ass food that was <laughs> from fucking Denny's. And um, I was like, okay, I need y'all to understand that this is illegal. Like yeah. this bait and switch. You can't advertise that it's this or whatever and then it be Denny's. <laughs> like, that's not how this works. Mike Mike says Mr. Beast Burger is a ghost kitchen operation. How, how do you get away with this? It does feel very illegal. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the laws in other states, but like we don't, I live in a really small town, so we don't have like Uber Eats or anything like that here. But I know it's illegal in Illinois, any sort of bait and switch, like, yeah, you can't do that. So this sounds absurd. Well, I mean, the only time I order off of like a Grubhub or Uber Eats or anything, I typically order from like actual chain restaurants i don't feel like ordering from hole in the wall diners because now i'm gonna be even more skeptical because they're yeah. gonna they're gonna send me chain restaurant food anyway so i might as well yeah. just get it straight from them and i usually get chain restaurant food and i was like no i'm not doing that this time when i travel like that's ridiculous so i'm gonna get yeah. something else and then i get fucking Den i don't eat denny's when I know it's Denny's. <laughs> so why would I want that? <laughs> like Denny's, uh, Grilled cheese from Denny's doesn't sound good either. Oh, no. no. I, I've never gotten a grilled cheese from Denny's. I never went to Denny's until I was like 25 years old. I took a picture of it, so I'll send it to you guys in the group chat. Um, oh. the, like rubber. So, oh, send it send it now. I want to put this on screen. Yes, yes we got to yeah. show the people. Well, I don't know if yeah, I can. I wanna... It might click me out of the thing. We'll oh, that's see. fine. We'll, we'll pop you back on. Yeah, you'll just get a black screen. That's okay. Exactly, right. black yeah. screen. All right, I'll be right back. See, we didn't okay. we didn't live on we didn't lie on her uh, dating profile. She is half black. She has a black screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's quickly recap the challenge here. Uh, so the the game was frozen senseless, and you had to go through a, a box with these cubes and they had different shapes and stuff on there. And then you met in the middle and you had to tell what the pattern was to your partner and you had to assemble as a, as a basically a big puzzle, but while do it, when you had to talk with your partner, you had to sit in the ice bath and there was a great exchange between bananas and TJ before the competition started where bananas like, you just sit there and TJ's like, yeah, I don't care. Just sit there the entire time. Like it's your own fault. If that's what you want to end up doing, like if you just want to sit there and hang out, go for it. But you have to, like, you have to be submerged in this while you're communicating. Uh, and then the first team to correctly assemble the cubes was the victor. All right. Chair is back. And I, I love this challenge. This was a good challenge. <laughs> this was a good this was a yeah. good daily challenge i thought when anytime ice is involved the only thing i ever think of is when they have to like use body heat to melt so down the, the cubes <laughs> yeah yeah all i think about is ashley in those games. 
<laughs> they gotta like hump the ice, which is a terrible, terrible thing to do. But that's what they. All right, I'm looking at this photo. Yeah, that doesn't look. The bacon doesn't look terrible, but I like my bacon, uh, like kind of not crispy. You like soft bacon? Yeah, I like. I I describe it as rubbery, which I don't think is the best word in the world. That's not the best word either. <laughs> but no. like that's that that's what that's how I like my bacon. I like my bacon rubbery. I've started making bacon in the air fryer, and Same. It makes- it's so good perfect how i like yeah, it yeah it's so good in the air fryer that's how oh, I, that's basically how i make the there's a funny thing i can tell you guys because it can't get me fired um so i have to change my password at work every 90 days i work for the government um it can't be a password that you've ever used before i've worked here for four years so i ran out of passwords about three years ago um <laughs> so yeah Today, I'm trying to change it at 4.45 in the morning when I'm logging in, and I cannot think of anything. My brain is just mush. I don't know what to do. So the only thing I can think of is, can you dig it, sucka? So that, <laughs> that is currently, I have, you know, numbers and everything after that. It doesn't matter because no one can hack in anyway because you have to have my user ID and an RSA token, but. <laughs> I say people are now going to like try to log into your work computer. Yeah, you like, got it. Oh, we know her password. We you know gotta her password. To do that, so. <laughs> and it changes right. every 60 seconds. <laughs> here is, here is Cher Delaware's Denny's food. There you go, oh. everybody. Oh. Looks... Yeah. That looks disgusting. $28. Tw- what? $28 for a grilled ch- what? It was supposed to have um, fries with it. You didn't, you didn't get fries? The fries were cold as oh. well. Look at the $28? Why do, why do they hate you so much? Jeff? I still tipped my Grubhub driver because it wasn't her fault that it was bad. And then they were like, we can give you a $5 credit. And I was like, buddy, look at this fucking sandwich. What do you mean a $5 credit? <laughs> I would want a full refund. Yeah. $28 for that? I mean, I know, like, look, they upcharge the hell out of people with uh, any type of delivery with Uber Eats and stuff. But, jeez. I got a Texas surcharge just because I was in Texas. If anything, Texas should be paying me to be in Texas. So, so uh, this doesn't this doesn't sound like the, the the best trip outside of you know seeing Kyler and seeing some some friends. It really wasn't, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Will kept texting me, and he's like, "Are you sure you're okay?" Because <laughs> I was <laughs> okay. So ten o'clock Friday night, I was in my room playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. On my iPad, watching um, The Office. Sounds like a good night, honestly. I leave my room Saturday until we went to eat with Kyler. Okay. I mean, that's typically how you should spend some of these trips. There ain't nothing in Texas you need to go to. This is true. As I was telling Will yesterday, I was FaceTiming Will yesterday, um, and we were talking about it, and I said, so to be fair, though, like everybody goes out and just gets trashed. 
Yeah. And as a parent, I'm like a natural caretaker anyway. So I'm going to take care of everyone. If I wanted to take care of really obnoxious, annoying people, I would have stayed at home and took care of my kids. So I don't want to do that there. So I just kind of like, cause everybody goes out and gets drunk and that's just not, it's not enjoyable when you're the only sober person there. Yeah. So I'm, okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just stay in. But, um, after the show, they had two doors open for people to go out of, <laughs> out of this fucking arena. Of a, of a, of a stadium. They only With had like two doors open. 50,000 people <laughs> trying to get out of them. So I had rode to the show with um, Sean and Denise and Kyler and Demon Diva. Also, um, Sean almost, Sean was trying to get us killed by the police in um, San Antonio as he kept yelling cocksucker at all of them because they wouldn't let us get to his hotel to park. So I spoke did, to them. Did he just did he just watch Deadwood or something? <laughs> have you met Sean? This is just Sean. Yeah, um, I have. He was very, he was actually incredibly angry because we would get to like right by his hotel and they had the streets blocked off, so we couldn't get to the hotel and they would redirect us like ten minutes out of our way. So I was like, roll down my damn window, and I spoke to them and they're like, oh yeah, sure, go go right through this barricade. I'm like. You gotta let me talk to him, like my God. So I got us there. We walk. His hotel was literally right next to. So we walk over there. Well, except for Caden, they all go to the whatever that was afterwards, like the press conference thing. So I have to find my way back to my hotel, which is downtown. And there was no way I was getting an Uber. So my plan was to walk a mile and a half to my hotel and now I did not wear heels this time I was in Jordan's so Smart move. I'm like yeah I'll be fine and I know we got wrestling fans that feel a certain type of way but shout out to AJ Francis top dollar because he sent me a text and was like do you need a ride to your hotel and he gave me a ride back so I didn't have to walk nice. in the rain. Oh, very nice. At like very midnight, nice. a mile and a half to my hotel. So it was very nice of him because he did not have to do that. And he was just there, well, because uh, Bree was in the Rumble and then BFAB. And then because uh, Tahuti competed for the Up, Up, Down, Down title or Left, Right, Left, Right title, one of those. Sunday, so he was in town, but yeah, shout out to him for not letting me get killed in San Antonio. I appreciated that. We said it. I don't, Nick is, is uh, talked about Top Dollar, and let's see, again, seems like the nicest guy, and it's very unfortunate that he can't jump over the top rope on he national television. Always, <laughs> he's always nice as can be to me. He has given me two uh, hats now from the group to give to my kids. Nice. And I'm like, nice. okay, don't give me any more because I only got two kids. I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do with these <laughs> But yeah, he's always, always nice as can be to me. So seems like seems like the nicest dude. So yes. shout out shout out to him. Shout out to him. All right. So. Let's uh as we switch back to the challenge, 
Uh, Devin and Tori, one frozen senseless SV3. I feel like you have a lot to say about this challenge. You seem to really like it. Yeah, I love the challenge, and I love the fact that my team won. It only took them all season, all <laughs> season. They got the big win, the final daily challenge, got the win, and then they had the choice. And I, 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 I this was a very interesting kind of from the win to the elimination of who were they going to choose with Devin really having his mindset. Like we can't let the guy that's won seven challenges make it to the finals without seeing at least one elimination. And I, I totally understand that. And I totally understood Tori's thinking of when we did the mini final, the team that kind of washed everybody was uh, Mariah and Fessy. And I'm all for Fessy being eliminated just before the finals, because the only thing that hurts worse than getting eliminated first is getting eliminated last, as said by the one and only Bananas. It is very, very true. So either choice i was very all right with i was i understood either choice i was on the thinking of devin and jordan and even fessy who was pushing for bananas very very hard he's like i'm not a threat he was like he was like the kid that only presses one button in a video game because he literally just kept saying bananas 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 he's won seven times come on seven 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 like, it was ridiculous the amount of times they do it. At least every other team was kind of like trying to get to Tori and uh, Devin's heart because they were like, "Hey guys, like we'll pick we'll pick Jordan and Anissa if we're in the draw. Just let us get to the draw." That was smart on Horacio and Olivia's part because at the end of the day, you know, Fessy and Bananas were the two choices, but you they could have got to the elimination and changed their mind and chose the rookie. So it was smart of them to go like, "No." guys we're gonna pick jordan and isa if we're in the draw don't worry so you you're gonna get the two teams that you're thinking of in the in the elimination regardless so i was totally fine with them eventually gutting to the elimination and picking fessy and mariah even though when bananas and nani were first up for the draw i was like don't tell me the producers done told them where the safe dagger is again because every time they are first, they know exactly what the dagger to go through to pick safe. So I know, and we know Bananas from people we've interviewed is very good friends with those producers. So I was very worried he when they were first He probably Christmas cards from them. Like, he's not them long <laughs> from people he's related to at this point. Like... <laughs> I I thought they were going to pick the safe dagger too, especially when they were going first. I was like, oh, good. My team's safe. I got this. They're, they they got this safe dagger. Good. Cruising to the finals. And then when they didn't pick it, I was very stunned. I was like, oh, fuck. What are we doing here? And yeah, um, uh, Horacio it pulled it and you know, they, they sent in Bananas and, and Nani, which I think was the, that was the correct choice. Put yeah. these two top teams against each other instead of Jordan and Anissa in there, you know, they, they had gone in. I mean, Horacio's team has gone in a million times this season already. And Jordan and uh, Anissa have gone in a couple of times. So bananas and Nani hadn't gone in yet. So I would have put them in too. And it was a good move by them. And then, yes, we got uh team Fessy against team bananas. And they basically had to do a, a rope ladder of these giant towers. And then you grab one bar, you, keep going you build you build basically your own ladder uh on, on these ropes looked very tough 
the the most hilarious thing of this was i don't think fessy made it two feet on this thing he finally <laughs> finally we had an elimination that didn't favor him that's this was great this was great for all the the, the fessy haters the, the people that are not fans of fessy to see him get really like he he was not ready for this elimination at all no. it came down to the girls really yeah yeah, it, it came down to the girl, but I mean, it came down to them, but you had to get both people up there. So, you know, yeah. the fact that Fessy couldn't make, couldn't make it like two rungs up on this thing. They're always fun. Cause Nani, Nani gets damn near to the top and then one of her poles falls. And so she has to start over. Like, so she has to start over on this thing. And of course they're, they're bananas is already at the top at this point and they're selling it like, Oh, now now uh, Fessy and Mariah have this shot and everything. Like, oh, can they do it? Can they pull it off? Fessy can't get two bars up, so it doesn't matter. Nani basically did this thing twice before Fessy got a quarter of the way up this thing once. <laughs> so now what that means is Nani is a better challenge competitor than Fessy. I mean, yes. that was true Nani. at the start, and I don't even think Nani is that good. Exactly. Not greater than Fessy. It's I mean, honestly, like stuff like stuff like that one always frustrate me because if I was in Nani's position and I got all the way up there and then had to start over, I have no fucking patience. And I would have yeah. been like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I would have been so pissed off. But good on her. Like, yeah, uh, Fessy sucks. So. And Sunny Nani had Beach. one of the greatest saves in uh, elimination history when the when the when she got up to the top again and the bar goes down and she catches oh, it with yeah. her feet. Oh yeah. my god! I was like, I didn't even see a better catch than that during the NFL playoffs. That was amazing. That's one of the greatest Nani highlights of all time. That's one of the greatest Nani highlights that had nothing to do with her making out with a guy. That's it was awesome. Girl or girl, yeah. <laughs> so the chat has lost Fessy and Mariah. So we've each got one team left in the final. The chat has Team Irrelevant, Horacio and Olivia. SB3 has Devin and Tori. Cher has Anissa and Jordan. And I have Bananas and Nani. So we've each now, got... If they don't bring back Horacio and Olivia after they got to the final on their first season and they have oh. just... They've been killing it. I will be so pissed off. They've been really good. Like they've not only been good from a challenge standpoint because they have like they've had some good like, little quotables and they've been active when it comes to that. They haven't been as SP3 likes to call it team furniture or anything like that. No. Like they have been they've been in the mix with a lot of stuff. And I guess it helps it's gonna be easier to be in the mix when you're down in elimination for you know half the season. Uh but but they they've definitely stood out. They should be they should be brought back. You know, but- but even with stuff that has nothing to do with them, they they go to a confessional to, with Olivia. Like Olivia's yeah. become a little bit like a like a narrator, like the um uh, Jemmy role. Jemmy Jemmy's always good for those where it has nothing to do with Jemmy, but she does confessionals because she's kind of the narrator of everything. And Olivia, she just has everything to be like a female face 
of the challenge. Like she has, she's very likable. She's got a good personality. She speaks well. She gets into hookups with you know Nelson and stuff. Both of them, Horacio got to hook up with with Laurel. Like they got into the mix of everything. They are great, not just great challenge contestants. They're great characters for a reality show like they are the polar opposite of casey casey's a great challenge contestant she's not a great personality for reality television whereas olivia and horacio seem to check the boxes on both of those 100 uh we've we've got the final coming up now i assume it's going to be 18 episodes like it typically is but three episodes a hundred hour final oh my my god uh well we've got the final we will talk about the the twists and turns that i'm sure they're gonna throw at them in the in this damn thing uh real quickly because we're already we started a little bit late but we're already an hour and 18 minutes uh apologize finisher says i tried to watch milf manor while flipping the channels in a few seconds and a mom is trying to yes fuck thanks i didn't need that (laughs) everybody needs this show everybody needs to watch milf manor i thought this episode this past sunday a little bit down from the past two it was a come down to those past two episodes the first two you can't start off any hotter than that uh so a little bit of a you know like a wrestling match i don't know why i'm talking about wrestling here but peaks and valleys on this stuff bring them down a little bit next week looks like a, a big episode uh because it looks like they're gonna eliminate a a, a mother-son couple all right so let me tell you about this episode all right real quickly the challenge this week was dancing. You had to create this dance. And if you win the challenge, how you win the challenge, no one knows. There's no rules of this dumb show. You had to dance. So typically, you know, they, they're all trying to find love, right? They're trying to find love with whoever their, their partner is that is the son of another woman in the house. So you would think maybe, oh, let me pick, you know, who I'm trying to hook up with. Let me pick the son that I'm interested in to create this dance, right? One of these men is a male entertainer, by the way. So let me find let me find the son that I'm interested in. Let me find the mom that I'm interested in to create this dance. Nah, no. that'd be too simple, all right? You gotta <laughs> dance. You have to dance with your son. These mothers and sons had to create a passionate dance with each other. Ugh. That is what had to happen. You had to sit there and salsa and look into the eyes of your mother or your son to create this passionate dance to win this challenge. There was one, the the couple, the, the couple, I'm going to call them couples, even though it's mother son, because they act like they're damn couples. The, the, the duo, the duo last week that we found out the mother slept with the son's best friend, which was the thing that happened on last week's show. The duo last week uh, that we found out out of, they had to create th- this passionate dance. This son was about, two inches away from Assy and his mom during this dance, all right? He was about two inches away from catching Pink Guy during this dance with his mom. One week after finding out his mom had slept with his best friend. That's what happens on this show, SP3. That's what happens. The Learning Channel, ladies and gentlemen. You learn the how to learning eat ass. Channel. That's what you're learning on this show. That is what you were learning. I literally, I literally got a got a Twitter warning because of Jeremy because I put hashtag MILF Manor, and I got a Twitter warning that that that, that I was using language that wasn't appropriate. 
when I was when I was sharing the video for last week's episode. I don't like this. <laughs> it, you, but you know what? While it might not sound great that this this son was inches away from eating his mom's ass, uh, please stop saying that. <laughs> it's factual. Yeah, I'm just like, speaking I, facts on this show. I, I don't I don't want to hear that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I not supposed to to recap it? How it is done? Uh, I guess. I guess the wife right. will text right. you. She will message both of you and let you know that I am just speaking facts on this, factual. Okay. Factual. Yes. This was apparently a bonding moment between them because after their dance session, the son is like, "Oh, you slept with my best friend. It's okay. We're it's all right. We are now. We're it's uh, it's fine. We're our relationship has been mended after we have done this dance, mm-hmm. and I was." this close to catching pink eye it's all right come here bring it in for the real thing mom so apparently this is gonna get me in a lot of trouble if you have relationship issues just eat ass wait if you have relationship issues with your child or just in general in general share in general what are we doing what are we doing with this show, Cher? How do we allow him to say these things? I, I don't know. I don't work here. <laughs> I don't work here either. I don't work here. Damn. What, what? They actually give us time to talk about this stuff. He puts it he puts it in the title of the freaking of the freaking show. I didn't put eat ass in the title of this episode. Maybe no, I will. But, but... But... <laughs> So I'm out. We, need, right we now. need to title title these episodes. I can't. Taking, that'll get us kicked off YouTube. I'm taking my dog to the bathroom right now. My neighbor across the road is outside, and he definitely just heard you yell about eating ass. Well, I'm letting him know if he's having relationship issues. And oh, he's like 75. So that doesn't mean anything. You're never too old to eat ass. Come on. Or too young, apparently. Never yeah. too young. Never too exactly. young to eat ass. Never too old to eat ass. Ass eating has no limits. No restrictions. Ass, ass eating has no, no dietary supplements. It has no age, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing I've seen on the Learning Channel is uh, 90 Day Fiance. I just finished 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. And I will just say it here. Take your take your real worlds, your your the challenge, any reality show. Maybe Milf Manor will be able to top it because it's also on the learning channel. But 90 Day Fiance has the best reunion shows ever. I am sorry. No one tops 90 Day Fiance. You get reveals, you get you get Big Ed telling his fiance that he treated like trash. He's like, give me back your give me back the engagement ring. Give me it back. <laughs> I like like that he was wearing a necklace when he doesn't have a neck. (laughs) Yes, I love I love the 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 old the older lady Jenny saying like, "How is he big and he's so short?" Like, like yo, it was it was legitimately he he um basically got caught because he uh, again for like the tenth time broke up with his girlfriend before the tell all. 
And then at the tall all, he gets found out that he's been contacting his ex, the original ex that he was on 98 a fiance with Rose. And he's been contacting her, even though like Sean, the, the host asked him before they put her on the air. Cause he didn't know, I guess he didn't know she was going to be on the show. So they asked her, have you been contacting your ex Rose? And he's like, um, I don't remember. <laughs> They put on they put on roles on the screen and they ask her like has Big Ed been contacting you? She's like yes yes yes. Love um, <laughs> like that is just that's the best. And then and then they're like they're like she's like she's like yeah I even have the text. Um, do you want to see Liz talking to the, talking to his ex that's sitting there with him and sends him the 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 whole conversation. He also been caught on a dating app a dating app as well. And he's yo he is so indignant. He just says to to Liz, give me back your give me back my engagement ring. Give me it back. Everybody on stage is like, oh, what what is wrong with you? You are the one that's wrong. But Big Ed is not even the best person on the tell hall. Angela is the goat, the queen uh, of 90 Day so, Fiance. Okay, okay, real real quickly. So the, the tell all and stuff is on before MILF Manor. So we flip it over yeah. uh early and then it runs like five minutes past. Um so I see Angela and <laughs> Yeah, I've watched the show before. I, I I was part of the ninety. She's been universe. on. She's been. On, I think she's been on since like season one or something like yeah, that. She's like, been there. She's been there for a while. Um, but I see her. I assume she got some type of surgery done because she is yes. a lot thinner than yes. she was. And I was like, oh, she looks way weird. And the wife is like, oh, you like you you know her. You've seen her before. It's like, yeah, she's been on the show forever. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, she had to have surgery because there ain't no way she. No offense to her. She ain't putting in that work to lose no. that weight. No, she got she got liposuction and yeah, she got a breast sense. she got a breast reduction, which uh, her husband Michael was not pleased with. He was like, no, 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 I don't like I don't like uh, the 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 man touching your boobies. No, 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 and I like your boobies big. I like them big. I like them big. Um, so so Michael, saying, oh. the Nigerian, the Nigerian MAGA prince, by the way. No, Yes, MAGA Prince, and he is a freaking child. Like he yeah. is, he the, and like the whole season was about Angela really pushing him to take off his Instagram page, and he makes himself seem like the victim. Like, oh, I just use Instagram to make money because Angela doesn't want me to get the job because she doesn't trust me. So I just go on Instagram and I dance for money, and he like, yeah. And um, Angela doesn't want him on there because she says, oh, he's going to be talking to females and stuff. So she goes all the way to Nigeria, caught, catches him off guard, comes to his home, and he starts snapping on it. He's like, are you going to come to my home without announcing? And everybody on the stage at the tell hall was like, he's, she's your wife. Why are you reacting like this? Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, I told my missus, I was like, if you popped up at my at my crib in the Bronx, I, you have every right. You 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 and you're just you're just my girl. I ain't even put a ring on it. They married. They been married for years. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Why are you so upset? So then, uh, it's revealed that he he did have an Instagram account again. And at the end of the season, before the tell all, we find out that he's been talking to this other woman, and the, and they have a voice note of him telling the other one like he's like whispering while Angela is there in Nigeria, apparently talking to her. And he's like, "Oh, baby, I couldn't talk to you. I I love you. Um, yes, yes. 
um, please uh, uh, send me some money. And like, it's basically revealed that he's everybody thinking that he's basically trying to get another American woman because they find out the woman he's talking to is American to, to basically have a fallback plan because things ain't working out with Angela. So Angela, when she comes to the teller on the first part of the teller, everybody is against her because the last teller, she came all late. Everybody had to wait. She roasted everybody on the stage, was yelling at everybody. So as soon as she comes on the stage, she's like, she says, what's up to Big Ed? Fistbuff Big Ed. She's like, she's like, hey, Big Ed, nice to see you and stuff. She starts getting it at Usman because Usman's on the screen with his girl, his ex-girlfriend there. And she's like, he's like, she's like, F you. She was like, I'm done with you. You the one that be, that be, um, influencing my husband and stuff. She's like, F you. I don't care about you. And then, um, uh, Jovi's wife, uh, Yara is like, sit down, sit down, Angela, have some respect for us. She gets up in our face. Like you ain't going to tell me what to do. <laughs> and then, but when they finally tell the story and they reveal everything that Michael was doing, Everybody was mad sympathetic for her. They was like, now we understand why you reacted like that. They was like, she became a baby face. It was like a baby face turn on this tell-all. It was one of the best reality reunion shows I have ever seen. It's excellent. Okay, so I need to state how depressing it is that I've been single for five years and Big Ed has like 15 women. <laughs> All right, well, fair, but also, <laughs> if, if you if you just went on, I mean, you are on dating apps. Like, if you just kind of took no, anybody. I, I am not on dating well, apps. Yes, and not you as in your actual person. Um, we, we are on dating. <laughs> yeah, we. Like, if you just decided, like, I, I'll date this person, this person, this person. Like, you could have plenty of men to break up with on Arbor Day, Cher. But, you know, you are more, you're you're not looking in that manner. Big Ed is actually seeking in this manner. So I, I, I don't think that I was going to break up with all of them on Arbor Day. <laughs> I also, don't think this is person pictured there that is not married. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is an actual indictment on your dating ability and status that Big Ed is able to do this especially now that he is a television star and these women are naive and don't understand what this actually means and it's just like wait you're on tv oh you must have this money you must be great uh phil phil is asking are you single because you broke up with so many guys for homeboy on twitter philip Lindsay, listen yesterday i had our dear friend william washington ask if we had extra room in the Airbnb for Revolution so that Philip Lindsay could stay with us. So watch what you say. <laughs> you threatening to murder Phil on this show? him. Threatening nope. him with not a place Airbnb to stay. It's in my name. I booked it. <laughs> so watch yourself. No. Um, homeboy on Twitter is probably watching this because he gets on every show, but especially the ones Will is on and his name on Twitter or his name on, um, YouTube is Will is cheating on his wife with Cher. Oh my God. Wait, wait, no. Are you serious? Yeah. That Will has a lock 
he makes just more and more Google accounts and Will has to block him every time they have like a Grab City stream or a day after dynamite or anything because he just continues. Yeah. So that man needs a life. Yeah, that doesn't involve me. Yikes. Yikes. Wow. (sighs) Well, hopefully he hasn't found this stream because God knows what would happen. He's like, he's writing down notes. He's like, if I eat ass, maybe I'll get it. Ass eating solves the problem. He's like, ass eating. That's that's what I've been missing from the We're trying to tell y'all. Trying to tell y'all. He's he's probably like the kids from Weird Science, and he's trying to make his own share. And he's like, maybe if I eat her ass, they'll come to life. Oh my god. (laughs) Needs. He's the strand of hair, like uh, like Here. Lisa. I'll give him. Saved I'll give him bell. a strand of hair if it'll grow make your own, own. Grow your own share in a jar. Like, he's like dance with my like a chia mom. Pet. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't know what color the hair is gonna come out when it starts growing <laughs> the hair and everything. Yeah. Um. No, I can't even think of what his name is. That's how unimportant he is to me. Um. Don't remember. Uh. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone, bro. <laughs> Please. That's the Please. clip. That's the clip for the Please. show. <laughs> Just like I, at first, it was kind of like, oh, ha ha ha, and now it's like, okay, go away. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's wrap things up. We've we've I've gotten in trouble today with some of my comments. I'm gonna get us kicked off the air. Share. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> Uh, well, I was going to make a comment, but that might get us kicked off the air. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Just go for it. <laughs> uh, no, I have anything to plug. Uh, check out Tag Talk. Yes. Oh, Everybody I'm, watch Tag I'm, Talk. A strong style this week for Rumble. Nice. Yes. People, people were asking if you were going to do strong style for Rumble. So glad to hear that. I have to rewatch the entire show. Because I don't remember a lot of what people were wearing, so you're not you're not in in the in the audience like taking notes and stuff. Well, so I was up in the hundreds because um, I was in comp seats, so like you can't see super great up there. But I was also sitting with my friend Frankie, who works for WWE, so we kind of like weren't like paying attention to gear or anything like that. And he was explaining to me who Zelina's gear was about because I don't fucking know. So, yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. Yeah, I played with Polly Pocket. SV3, uh, you got anything to plug? Uh, I got an interview coming out at uh, 12 noon with uh, Tom Hannafin of uh, Impact Wrestling, formerly nice. Tom Phillips of WWE. We talk about his first year with Impact. We talk about him learning from Michael Cole. We talk about all the jobs he had during the pandemic when this guy was on five of a, out of six shows. Oh, man. It's great, great conversation. So Tom's check it out. He is. One of my kids just woke up. Oh, send him outside to play in the snow. Yeah, right. <laughs> Phil, Twitter is accessible. Have you been Have you been off Twitter a little bit uh, more than usual, Phil? Which I don't blame you at all. Or is just the you know Elon's Twitter just fucking up my algorithm because I, I don't anybody's stuff. I see stuff yeah. from people I don't follow. Yeah, yeah. I, 
So I, I don't know if I don't know if you guys have like are tweeting less or I'm just seeing it less. Either way, it's very upsetting. Um, I, have I, to, have like, to make go, a, I have to like go on the True Hill Heat Twitter page to see any of Jeremy's tweets. I'm gonna have to make a, like a list online. of. I'm gonna have to make a list of like people I like, and then I'll. Have... I think I'm gonna have to just mute like everybody except for the people I actually want to see stuff for. Just every time someone across, comes across my thing, mute them because I am literally not seeing anything drives me insane i've just been tweeting about cody my favorite wrestler cody rhodes oh, so, the best we don't talk about wrestling here but he rules I, i'm just saying I that guy he flipped me off in 2017 i still oh, hold it no he shouldn't he he too sweeted all the people that weren't as tan as me <laughs> civil rights leader my ass oh don't you even start with me don't you even start with me um, I, I squeezed myself into those stardust pants. I sweated. I had on a turtleneck and leather pants Saturday night. I sweated. And if that man did not win, I was rioting. That was it. <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody that went through pain on Saturday. I chugged an entire Mountain Dew pitch black during that match. And that was the most painful experience. That was like a 20 second match. You must've chugged that quickly. I chugged um, it during the entrance. I I, it, I did it in a minute. There's a clip. There's a clip. There's a clip on our shorts. Everyone on Fight Flow Overbook, go to our shorts page. There's a clip on there of me downing the Mountain Dew pitch. But I still have some left over. I literally have one sitting. There we go. Okay. So I watched LA Knight's entrance. And then I was like, Bray's entrance is going to take like 35 minutes. So I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I go out. There's no line. There's a line in the men's bathroom, but not the women's. It was very confusing. Everybody was ready for this match. So I, I go to the bathroom, come back, match is over. I'm I cannot sorry. wait. And then Uncle Howdy. Missed. The show. The show was probably great for you then. Uncle Howdy missed <laughs> by 15 feet when he jumped. Like wasn't even close to him. Yeah. I, oh, I also went out in the lobby during the Hardy performance, so it was great. See, you, 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 you saved yourself so much time. Check out our review on True Hill Heat, where I totally ripped apart the pitch crap match, and uh, I, I raved about about the uh, the bloodline segment. All I will say is that Cody fans should be happy, and stop being mad that the Rock Toad Triple H. You don't have to call me. It's okay, girl, cause I'm gonna be the one tonight. Oh, I did run into Lana in the hallway just hanging out at the show. She was also sitting in the comp seats with me. Um, she was wearing super cute leather pants. And so we told each other we liked each other's pants and the Disney Channel girl and her brother that's on Modern Family. Um, I don't know what their names are. Uh, I will say, though, Chair, I think we really missed out on our opportunity not getting you on Love Island UK because Will the Farmer, I think you and Will the Farmer would have been match made in heaven. Will the Farmer, one of the greatest reality television stars of all time. I think he is the long lost love of Cher. Um, next week, we're doing Farmers Only. Oh, all right. Well, there's a tease for everybody. We're going to do Farmers Only next You'd week. To be lonely with FarmersOnly.com. I guarantee you, I also have more acreage in my family than all these farmers do. So I'm going to be like, I'm the <laughs> I cannot wait for your strong style review of Bray Wyatt's gear from Royal Rumble. 
was sick. Yeah, it was. was Look at SV3. Love this hater. SV3, do you have anything else to plug? I feel like we, we got sidetracked there. And I don't oh, check you. out this Friday, uh, the True Hill Heat Sports Channel got a new basketball podcast where I'm just going to talk about basketball and not my love of reality television. Like I mix it up on this show strictly about basketball, me and uh, Chris G it's called air Mamba. There's two best players coming together uh, for a podcast name because all the other podcast names referring to basketball have already been taken. So we had to be. Three. <laughs> it's a good name. For it. it's a good name I like it. Uh, check that out. Support everything SP3 does with his 8 million shows uh, over on the, the True Heel, the Heat channel, True Hill Sports, or wherever else you can find SP3 on, on the on the interwebs. Um, all right. Uh, do do a This Is Us show like you did with Degrassi, Paul Driver says. Well, probably, I'll probably, uh, I want to do, I want to do an episode on teen dramas. Yes, Maggie, shout out to Maggie. I'm going to do, uh, uh, this year is the year, finally going to do a podcast about the OC. We're, I'm going to do it. I, I did my rewatch last year before the year ended. And yes, I want to talk all about the OC. So, so Maggie, hit me up. Let's make it happen. Well, we got to figure something else or something out with that. The time difference throws me off with Maggie, but I feel like we can find a time to just record. It doesn't have to be live. We can just record it and post it. We'll figure. Yeah, that's out. what it's... I'm gonna be on um, Maggie's show, and we we just record it, and then they're gonna post it. Yeah, I, we might have to do that instead of uh, trying to figure out like, oh, what time works for you live? All right, let me try to plug some stuff here. Everybody, watch Tag Talk. I gotta kick share off the screen so everybody can see the the Tag Talk. Uh, gimmicks there with Haley and kylie right here on overbook they had a live episode yesterday monday uh go watch that go support what they are doing what else we have on this friggin channel um this show on tuesdays wednesday tomorrow is a new episode of new japan bread club with matt and karen uh talking about wrestle kingdom 17 part two looking at the new beginning shows that are uh coming up over the next week so that'll be up tomorrow at 8 a.m Thursday is the debut of Indeed with uh, Mike and Reg talking about the world of independent professional wrestling. Uh, uh, Mike put it in the chat. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, Kota Bushi is coming to GCW, The Collective. So Kota Bushi will be wrestling at The Collective. I'm sure Mike and Reg will be talking about that. All the other stuff from the world of independent wrestling. That is a new show. People have seen it uh, on Body Slam. It is now on Overbooked because I steal everything from Cass, apparently. Um, <laughs> Friday, uh, coexisting every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern with Rob and Maggie. Saturday is uh, Newsworthy with myself and Joel. And then Saturday night, we do have our NXT watch along. Uh, here on the channel and then sunday is tim and joel uh, sunday night at 8 p.m eastern and then the cycle starts all over again on monday so we have content every single day here on the channel um oh true rewind coming back too oh god I, why don't i know about these things i mean this is fine i gotta figure out when the hell it's gonna fit in the schedule at this point uh we have gaming streams if you are watching on twitch twitch.tv slash fightful gaming i'm gonna try to be on there probably friday this week i have a semi-busy week uh but i'm trying to get on the friday to play some games maybe maybe in like two hours i'll get on and play some games regardless uh twitch i'm streaming i'm gaming on the twitch again so subscribe to our twitch channel follow the twitch channel twitch.tv slash fightful gaming 
Subscribe to this channel, FIFOverbook.com. Go to FIFO.com. Sign up to the FIFO Select. All that fun stuff. Spotlight, 8.30 a.m. Eastern this week uh, on YouTube.com slash FIFO. I will say this because I know this show is our very like non-wrestling hardcore supporters, but they also like wrestling uh, and I'm probably going to jinx it. We have two. Did he freeze? He froze. Do what? I did. I know. Right when I was, right when I was trying to, I saw it cut. I was like, oh, I don't even know. I'm going to tease it now. Uh, cause I'm, I'm afraid two, two content creators who are going to be involved in creator clash two, uh, which is the content creator boxing event. Uh, one has been on the show before the other, we might have to dub Johnny spotlight for this interview. That is, that is the tease for this week. Um, hopefully that is going to be recorded. And then if it is, I will actually be, be more proud to, put that out there but i don't want to jinx anything all right everybody thank you bye everyone bye